1: They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss.
0: Ryan Reynolds here from it Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices Get started today at plushcare.com/weightloss. That's plushcare.com/weightloss. plushcare.com/weightloss.
1: We are tied together by a billion invisible strings, each one of them glorious and trembling and completely invisible. And you never know how tight the bindings are until you try to pull away. Welcome back to Spirit Box Radio. Welcome back to spirit box radio faithful listeners thank you so much for the incredible outpouring of support over the past couple of weeks some of you have had really interesting suggestions about what could be happening with kitty and it's been great to have all of your support i'm also sorry about the issues with the spirit box services that you've been having either someone is consistently trying to hold commune and isn't letting the message boards know or something has gone horribly wrong (laughs) unfortunately i don't actually know how the spirit box works I don't know where the sound comes from or how to vary the speeds it's skipping through the stations or how to implement any of the other fixes you've also helpfully suggested on the forums. The only person I can think to ask about it now that Madame Marie is... The only thing I can think to do is ask Anna and she's not talking to me. She won't answer my calls and I even try to go to her house but she still won't answer when I knock on the door. Otherwise I'm afraid I'm at a loss. If any of you happen to know where I might find these things, then do tell me, but I don't know how any of you would know. At any rate, I've got lots of fun things planned for this episode. You may have noticed already that things sound a little bit different today. I'm not actually in the studio. I'm here with a very special guest at the Hatfield Carpoche. Oliver the florist is going to explain a little bit about hedge witchery, and it answers some questions that those of you on the forums have been burning to know. Thanks for agreeing to be on the show, Oliver.
0: It's a pleasure.
1: Um Right, so I thought that we'd start with you giving us a little introduction, you know Tell us about who you are and what you do
0: I'm a florist I work with flowers
1: That was very succinct
0: My apologies, I don't often find myself in conversation I'm out of practice
1: Right, okay, so um we could start with you telling us a little bit about why you're a florist maybe?
0: Just Admitting to an affinity for flowers is going to be insufficient, I take it?
1: I think we all love a bit more detail, for sure.
0: Let's see. Every flower in this room, save the snake plants in the corner and the succulents on my desk, is dead. Each one was carefully selected for its beauty, and as a reward for that beauty, sliced from its roots. As Deaths Go is a violent one, oozing sap and juices, separated from the parts of itself that keep it alive. It's not over then, of course. We preserve them in vases, suspended at the moment of death for as long as we can manage it. We feed them chemicals, change the water we hold them in, trim visible signs of the progression of death, but it's a losing battle. The moment we sever the bloom from the plant, we are merely delaying an inevitable decline into decay we ourselves condemned it to. And yet, this condemnation we have made of these flowers is not a tragedy. If the blooms had been left on the plant, they would not have been saved. The lifespan of a flower is fleeting, ephemeral by design. Nothing you can do will keep a plant in bloom forever. The best you can do is weed out the death as it appears, allowing new bursts of life. So why not cut the bloom and place it in a vase, preserve it in its beauty for as long as it lasts? Why not stop and appreciate this fleeting, ephemeral thing for what it is? Does it make the flower less beautiful, knowing that it will be over soon? Perhaps such is the way with all things that live. Eventually they must die. When you have lived as long as I have, everyone's timeline is revealed to be hardly longer than that of these blooms. Not really, not in real cosmic terms. So why not stop and notice it whilst it's beautiful, and hang on to that beauty for as long as you can? I think deep within many of us there isn't an instinct for this. It's why people love flowers, why they dress them up and adore them. It's why they are the things held in sweaty palms as you walk down the aisle why they are handed over in anxious fists towards objects of affection. It's why they adorn the bedsides of the sick, why they are sent as well-wishes, apologies and thanks. After all of that, when a person's life is eclipsed and they too are held suspended at the moment of death to be gazed at a final, finite time. They are often nestled in a bed of blooms. Vibrant pinks and blues will fade to sludgy beige, and then nothing, dust. That, dear magpie, is why I am a florist.
1: Oh, that was very beautiful.
0: Thank you, I'm finding my conversational feet rather quickly it seems. Yeah. Was there anything else you wanted to discuss?
1: Yeah, loads of stuff. Uh, First, can I ask a question?
0: I'm sure you realise the irony in that statement. Ask away.
1: You said when you've lived as long as I have. How long is that exactly? Hmm.
0: Well, I'm not entirely sure.
1: How can you not be sure?
0: Records of birth were poor if they existed at all back then. And there was some controversy around my birth. Rest assured that I was born some time after Elizabeth I, though before her mother was decapitated, along with my parents. I had to flee. For a time I lived in London, until a great tragedy. The result of which was me as I stand before you now. Took a while to get used to. I'd say I started paying attention to the world again around the time that Louis the Thirteenth of France had his eldest son, who had gone to become Louis XIV, the Sun King, who, of course, built the Palace of Versailles. What an uproar he caused to court. They did debauchery very well at Versailles, especially for a bunch of ostensible Catholics.
1: You were at the Palace of Versailles when it was built.
0: Well, I didn't live there throughout the process, no. Much like the nobleman at the time, I was very much of the opinion that Paris was where I was supposed to be. I was very happily proven wrong, of course. I was quite the pet to the Duke of
1: Orleans. Quite the pet. So, the Duke, huh? So you're, um...
0: Queer? Perhaps over a long enough timeline everyone is, to more or less of a degree, if only out of boredom.
1: Was the Duke out of boredom?
0: No, I'm queer. And I have been since the word has been applicable to this particular usage.
1: Me too, I... Well, I pansexual is how i describe myself but as you know queerism cool quite
0: but i am sorry i have failed to answer your original question
1: my what
0: i'd say in body i am 25 perhaps 26 although as i say i'm not entirely sure what age i was when this happened to me but in terms of how many rotations i've had around the sun mm. i'd estimate around 5 centuries
1: Five centuries.
0: Does that upset you?
1: No, I mean, it's a lot, but it's not... I, I don't know. I, are you joking? Cause if you're joking, you're going to need to be more explicit than that. You're just staring at me? I, I don't know what I'm supposed to... Five centuries? Centuries. No, but how?
0: Suspension at the moment of death. Or something along those lines.
1: I mean, I guess I've heard of people living a really long time, and there are these stories, these kids. They just stay children forever, apparently, but I can't find out anything else about them anywhere.
0: I have met some of these children. What happened to them is similar to what happened to me. But it's not the same. Not exactly.
1: You're a different flavour of immortal?
0: The impossible children are trapped as a result of mistakes of others. I'm like this as a punishment for my hubris.
1: How is immortality a punishment?
0: As I said before, on a long enough timeline, it becomes clear just how fleeting life really is. At this point, I think I'm only outlived by trees. If you can count what I'm doing as a living, don't you? On a good day.
1: Right. I. So. Hypothetically, if you're telling the truth, it's a curse of some kind?
0: Yes. You don't believe me?
1: I mean, you just told me you were alive during the construction of Versailles. You can see how it's hard to.
0: I suppose. This is why I'm out of practice and conversation. I avoid it so I can avoid making people uncomfortable. No, actually, that's a lie. I avoid it so I avoid making myself uncomfortable. <laughs> Unfortunately, I cannot seem to keep my mouth shut when you're here. This may pose significant problems.
1: You like talking to me?
0: That's not what I just said, nor can it be construed as a reasonable interpretation of it. As another matter entirely, though, yes, I do enjoy talking with you.
1: (laughs) Great, I'm glad. I'm really glad.
0: (laughs) Your flattery is exceedingly charming.
1: Mm, Thanks. (laughs) Well, if you don't want to get into details, I suppose we'd better talk about some of the questions the faithful listeners on the Spirit Box radio forums have been asking.
0: You're moving on this swiftly?
1: Yeah, you said you felt like you were running your mouth off, right?
0: In so many words, I suppose I did say that.
1: I don't want to make you uncomfortable, so let's stop talking about your um, long-livedness and talk about something else.
0: Oh, thank you. That's very generous of you.
1: Uh, okay.
0: Oh, you're ridiculous. You really have no idea.
1: So people keep telling me. Anyway, let's move on from that particular note and let's see what people have been dying to... Well, not dying to... Ugh, never mind. Questions, forums, yes. So, um... Sophie from Burnage wants to find out how it is that you can grow flowers that are naturally poisonous to be totally safe.
0: They are not totally safe, but they are a fraction of their natural toxicity.
1: How do you achieve that? Is there a specific kind of soil or?
0: Yes, but it's mostly about persuasion. Persuasion? It's a simple matter of convincing them to change. Being flowers, they cannot be convinced of this verbally, of course. So chemical persuasion is a part of it.
1: I presume there is some kind of arcane artistry at work, too. Of course. So what do you do?
0: It's a trade secret. I would tell you if you asked directly, but...
1: I won't press it, then. Trade secrets. Good. Right, next question. Oh, this is a good one. Frankie Abergelly wants to know about the rose I brought in to show you. I did my best to relay the details about it, but I think my retelling was a bit patchy. It was. Oh, God, you actually listened to the show.
0: Of course. You told me to. I am charmed by how frequently you bring me up.
1: It's not that frequent. Of course. You're interesting, that's all. Thank you. Uh, Anyway, the rose. Tell me about the rose. Here. It's in its box.
0: You have been informed already that this rose is of the Black Bacara variety. Or at least that's what it appears to be. It's not actually a flower at all.
1: I'm sorry, what?
0: It is an artifact of the arcane. A non-entity. In most real terms, it does not exist.
1: It does, though. You can touch it and everything. Well, you can't, at least not without collapsing and... Not uh, without
0: very briefly dying.
1: Sounds um, pretty inconvenient.
0: It's an unpleasant experience I'm afraid I've failed to grow accustomed to, despite my best efforts.
1: I am not going to read into that. So the rose is like a rose ghost.
0: In a sense, you are correct.
1: Cool. Cool. A murder ghost.
0: A murder ghost? I don't recall that being one of the arcanist forms.
1: One of the... what?
0: Types of arcana, as designated by arcanism.
1: I'm sorry, am I being very dense here or something?
0: She didn't even teach you that. My, she was being cautious. Who? Your mother.
1: You could just say that, you know. (laughs) Are you talking in riddles on purpose to try and make me feel stupid? It's not working. You're just being infuriating.
0: My apologies. I didn't mean to upset you.
1: Upset me? (laughs) uh, uh, Tell me about the arcanist forms.
0: There are 48. Do you want me to describe them
1: all? Now you're definitely doing it on purpose. I am, yes. Right. we're both clear on that. Are you going to explain these arcanist forms or not?
0: It's just a system for categorising different kinds of arcana and arcane artefacts, canonised some time in the 12th century.
1: Oh, you must have been, what, nine?
0: Surprisingly, this system is older than even I am. Not that I strictly age.
1: (laughs) You are in pretty mint condition for an antique.
0: I'm unsure if that was a compliment. (laughs) Me neither. Moving swiftly on again, then... When the Arcanists were first seeking to establish themselves away from the pagan traditions they had painstakingly reclaimed from invasive religious groups, their goal was the study, rather than the practice, of the arcane arts. They conceived of it primarily as a science adjacent to philosophy. They set about making definitions for the kinds of arcana they had encountered, from ghosts and ghouls to arcane windforms and various types of witch.
1: Most of the arcanists I know are witches or seers, or at least try to commune with the other side.
0: The landscape of arcanism, as with everything, has changed considerably since the rules were first codified. The witch hunts that scoured the globe considerably altered attitudes towards those with any passing interest in the arcane. Old rivalries between those who wished to practice and those who wished merely to observe were erased. It was largely out of necessity. There is safety in numbers. I see. Now, few people study arcanism, and even among those that do, they rarely have a full account of the forms. The true arcanist tarot decks, once widely available and easy to commission from skilled deck writers, are mostly destroyed.
1: The what now?
0: True arcanist tarot, an adjacent form of tarot deck, created by arcanists for the purpose of defining arcana they encountered.
1: Hang on, is it sort of... Weird, with loads of cards without names, and cards with stuff like Bogwitch and Creeper, and an extremely strange set of Major Arcana.
0: That sounds correct, if memory serves. I wasn't aware Madame Marie had one in her possession.
1: I found it in the studio. It was under a floorboard, actually. I know I shouldn't pry, but... Anyway, it's good to know what it is, at least.
0: I'd very much like to take a look at it, if you wouldn't mind.
1: Oh, I don't have it with me right now.
0: Then you should have to return, if that would be acceptable.
1: Oh. Um, yeah. Very acceptable. I'm delighted. <laughs> Me too. Um. We could... I don't know.
0: Much as I am intrigued as to where that sentence would take us, I feel that I am obliged morally and much against my own sense of self-preservation to advise you that you are still, in fact, recording.
1: So I am. Uh, well, I hope that was as enlightening for all of you as it was for me, faithful listeners. Be sure to let me know if you enjoyed meeting Oliver and perhaps we can arrange f- for a further field trip episode to the Hatfield Corporation future. For now, though, I've been Simon Field. Thank you for listening. Good night. <laughs> Box Radio is a podcast distributed by Hanging Sloth Studios under a Creative Commons Attribution 4.0 share-alike international license. It was created by me, Pippin Ada major the voice of Sam Enfield. Will J. Cummings is the voice of Oliver Boleyn. Music is by Maybe Wednesday. If you like the show, let us know on Twitter at Hanging Sloths or stop by at our website, hangingslothstudios.com. If you'd like to help us keep making Spirit Box Radio, you can send us a tip on ko fi.com forward slash hanging sloths, or become a slothling on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash hanging studios, where you can get early access to episodes plus loads of other great rewards. You can buy merch in our coffee shop, links in the description. Spirit Box Radio is recorded in front of a dead studio audience.
0: get spooky